This is Seven Sport. Good evening and welcome to Seven Sport Tuesday Night Live in the first commentary of the 2021-22 season. And it's night one of the Seven Sport Shield. We're at Cinderford Town, the causeway for Cinderford Town versus Fairford in semi-final number one of the return of the Seven Sport Shield after last season having to take the, the, the summer off for covid you know, the uh, games are being played behind closed doors in pre-season, so uh, we agreed to delay it a year and come here to Cinderford as part of their centenary celebrations, 100 years of this wonderful club. And they'll be looking to lift it, the Seven Sports Shield, that is, on Saturday. They've got to beat Fairford tonight to be with a chance of doing so. Right here on Saturday, as we said, come down to the causeway for two games of football and you only have to pay the price of one. Fantastic value from Cinderford and from Seven Sport for Gloucester Football. My name's Ryan Butler and I'm joined as ever by Kelsey DeMario. Kelsey, welcome. Hello. Seven Sport Shield. Yes. Third time of running it. We've had two wonderful competitions in the uh, seasons gone by. Before a ball's kicked, a lot of pressure to build this uh, season's shield up. But what are you expecting from the four teams that we have this year? Yeah, uh, firstly, good evening, everyone. Thank you for, for joining us. Um, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because pre-season is very much... Um, everyone's trying to figure themselves out, aren't they? And especially this early in pre-season, um, it's difficult to know where those teams might be sitting with the squads that they have and the players that they have committed, of course. There'll be a lot of players away on holidays and things like that. So, you know, likely that these two starting 11s that the teams have put out today are not likely going to be their first starting 11s when they come to the season but you know that's what pre-season is exactly what pre-season is for so well we've got to think of so you say that obviously two years ago you turn the clock back we were there at Tuffley Rovers and uh, a man who played very very well during that tournament was Ellis War he was just a trialist at the time so we never really got an opportunity to make it in the first team in the season after that but during that tournament he stood out so, yeah, yeah something to look out for over the next few days um, in regards to who plays for who. We have the lineups for Fairford and Cinderford. We'll run through them in just a moment as sides come out onto the pitch. Fairford, bit hot, hit and miss so far, Kelsey, in pre season. Scored five and have also conceded five. You know, we, we, this Fairford side that they've got out here tonight, most, know most of them, recognise most of them, don't we? So, you know, what kind of uh, shape do you think Fairford will be in, being obviously the, in brackets, smaller team? Um, I think, speaking to Lee Randall before the game, um, judging by what they did against Slimbridge, they went, went for a 3-5-2. So I wouldn't be, wouldn't be surprised if Jody Bevan is looking to trial that formation as a, a more permanent fixture for them uh, as they get ready for the Hellenic Premier Division season. So, uh, just looking at the team, I mean, I, I, I would say I would say a three-five-two is, is is a likely formation, but you know it could be one of those uh, that drops into a, a you know a five at the back when when defending, and then uh, you know a three at the back going forwards, and potentially you might even see maybe it switch into a four at the back at some point during the game as well. So, you know, interesting to see how this one plays out. You know. Jody Bevan will be wanting to experiment. You know, he is, has been a very uh, experimental manager in his time at Fairford so far. So, you know. Well, what you would say is you look at the, the sort of squad list that, that Jody Bevan has sent us, you're looking at middle, it's a, a bit of an experienced middle with Ian Herring in it. Christian Turner Williams, who, you know, is that a year more experienced at this level? Jack Beardsall, likewise, still, you know, quite raw as Beardsall, 
But with someone like Ian Herring just anchoring that midfield, that could be the crucial battle for me today. You look at someone like Jack Freeman, who, you know, marshaled Cheltenham Town here on Saturday. We were here for that one. It's going to be a big one to see, you know, who can control the midfield battle. So I think that could be where the game's going to be won or lost today. Yeah. Um, before we uh, cross over to Kelsey for the commentary of the game and Jamie Reid and Lee Randall walk in front of us here, run through the teams. I'll run through the home side. So Cinderford lineup follows Kieran Hodges, who signed for the club after a trial match against Cheltenham on Saturday. Played pretty well. Uh, Luke Payne, Tristan Haswell, Jack Freeman, Ash Davis and Dion Molyneux make up the defence and the holding midfielder. Then Harry Emmett. Sammy Hicks, Ben Brooks, Lewis Berger and Cam Duncan. That's the starting 11 for the host of the town. On the bench includes Lewis Bamford, uh, Liam Smith, Ollie Long, who is on trial from Long Levens, Liam Wright, Luke Mitchum, who was signed on the dotted line from Cheltenham Saracens, Zach Drew, Harry Clark, Jack Meredith and Tommy Coleman, three under-18s players from last year. Kelsey, I believe you have the fair for team there. Yeah, um, indeed. So there you line up with Gavin Jones in goal, late... Um replacement for, for Sam Ayres who, who is due to be in goal this evening and then Callum Priest, Mason Haveway, Jake Humphreys Robbie James Ian Herring as we mentioned already Christian Turner-Williams Jack Beardsall George Pear Danny Gudger and Ben Lodge completes the starting 11 and the bench for Fairford is uh, Kyle Parker Archie Brennan Dan Bailey Biagman's Otter Joe Highcock and the aforementioned Jamie Reid as he strolls past us boots in hand Jamie Reid boots in hand we're about to get underway, Kelsey. Kelsey will be running us through the game. I'll be running you through tomorrow, which is semi-final two. But we cross over to Kelsey Damaria for full match commentary as the game's about to kick off. It's ben Brooks, the man that stood over the uh, ball, one-time Gloucester City trialist back uh, many years ago, talking uh, the Tim Harris era of, uh, of Gloucester City. It's uh, spinning on the ball in midfield is Jack Freeman back to Ash Davis. Immediately pressure coming from Ben Lodge. That's an easy one for Kieran Hodges, who of course was named as trialist during the uh, Cheltenham Town defeat here in pre-season on Saturday. Well, we spoke to Stephen Clearwell, didn't we, about uh, Hodges before the game. Former Bristol City man, of course. So he you know, was going to come with some sort of stock and a bit of pedigree about him. But he played well. Played well on Saturday, I thought. Yeah, it's an interesting position, you know, the goalkeeper position for Cinderford Town, especially over the last 18 months or so, you know. Since Andy Hanna left, of yeah, course, yeah. Yeah, you know, you've had experienced players in that goal before, you know, with Alex Harris as well, um, you know, as you mentioned, Andy Hanna has ball on the far side for Luke Payne, now in the corner, being challenged by Mason Haveway, and Haveway will get it clear up as far as Jack Beardsall, plays inside looking for Ben Lodge, and Lodge goes over the top but it's well cut off by Ash Davis who we spoke to after the game on Saturday you can view his interview alongside Tristan Haswell the man just in front of us here on the touchline on 7sport.co.uk we'll take the opportunity as well as the ball comes out to Tristan Haswell chests it down goes down the line to Ben Brooks but it's going to go out of play by the looks of it as I say we'll Take the opportunity to say a big thank you to our broadcast sponsors once again for this year, PAH Accounting, for all of your accountancy needs for your small business as the ball goes back. Poor pass now into Cam Duncan on the edge of the box, takes a strike. And it's well collected by Gavin Jones. I think it was Turner Williams who knocked the ball back and it was well cut out by Cam Duncan. Strikes it, left-footed, straight into the midriff of Gavin Jones. 
that was a right footer, it would have been a much easier opportunity to let it run across your body. But as soon as there's the left footer, you have to take a touch to set yourself. And it just allowed the defender to come in from the left as Duncan was looking at it. And it just closed the angle for him and, and limited what he could do. But a big opportunity early on. First chance of the game, two minutes in. Of course, by, uh, by this stage of the... Uh, of the Euro 2020 final, England were already 1-0 up. And, and then, don't know what happened let's after not, that. Let's not talk about that. I think, I think the game ended after that, actually. What I would say is that sort of chance, the man in front of us uh, stood there with Stephen Cleal, Will Morford, would have probably snapped at it. Absolutely. So, Spurrier robbed by Ian Herring. And Herring knocks one round the corner. It might go all the way through to Gudger, but the linesman's flag straight up, blocking the opportunity for Danny Gudger. It just feels weird watching Fairford. The last time we watched him was uh, Boxing Day, 28th of long, December sometime. Long, long, long time ago. Because it be a big season for Fairford. Always looking to be around that discussion for best team in Gloucestershire in the, in the Hellenic. Mm. Um, well, we've got to think is obviously there's a new Hellenic league this year, isn't it? A new shape, a new, absolutely. new look about it. And obviously Bishop's Cleaver, the one to, to look at locally. But Fairford will give it a good go, and you know they will. They've improved every single year since they've come up to this level. So you have to say that if they do it again, they're going to be very, very close. Of course, you're a very experienced side now at Hellenic yeah. level. You've got your players like your Ian Herring. Of course, Ben Lodge, very experienced at this level now. Even for such a young, a young head, Christian Turner-Williams has been around. Dan Bailey, of course, Robbie James, you know. Whether or not Ross Langworthy signs on again for Fairford this season. Well, he yeah. works in Swindon, doesn't he? So I'm thinking maybe it's just too late for him to get here. Yeah. yeah. Um, it'll be interesting if, you know, whatever happens Saturday, if he's in the squad Saturday, and I think it's pretty stoned on. But Langworthy has turned out for him in this pre-season so far. I think it might just be a little bit too, hmm. too late for him to get here as a, as a part of the squad tonight. But also, you've got to remember, Fairford Town are playing in action tomorrow at Cinder Lane they're against an RAF 11 which is a prestigious friendly to have so you know we're interested to see if Langworthy turns out on that one there's a ball on the far side there with Havaway and it's uh, deflected out play by Cam Duncan Duncan who moments ago had the first shooting opportunity of the game but could only slash it straight into the hands of Gavin Jones as ball forward by Havaway trickles out of play for Sinford thrown on the far side five minutes gone still nil nil yeah well, both sides just settling into it they? both sides settling into it you say that Fairford have looked to come here a little bit sharp maybe you know the disappointment of the result on Friday night is something that you know will be in the players minds I know obviously Jody Bevan on the show and Lee Randall before the game was saying to us that the result doesn't even matter too much but as players you're going to have pride and you don't want like losing 5-0 at any point no absolutely and he feel as if uh the, this kind of game is a uh, you know, different different kettle of fish, so to speak, uh, in terms of the result actually does matter in this one. Of course, well, we uh, like to think it does. <laughs> we like to think it does. We? Yeah, the winner of this game, of course, will be the first team to book their place in the Seven Sports Shield final. A reminder that is on Saturday, half past three kickoff, give or take, depending on the uh, turnaround from the third, third place playoff game. Of course, the winner of this game will play the winner of Nuant versus Tuffley, which is also here at the Causeway tomorrow evening, 7.45 kickoff. We'll be here with live commentary if you can't make it. And of course, if you are coming down to the Causeway, just remember that this year's Seven Sports Shield is in partnership with the Forest Food Bank, great local charity here in the forest. 
supporting local families who are less fortunate than others. And of course, if you can donate to them, that would be much appreciated. The ball played through. It's a one-on-one, -on -one and it's first goal. Scored by Christian Turner-Williams. Slipped through nicely to him as he made the advance run from midfield. And Kieran Hodges came out for it. Spread himself big, but it's a good finish. And Turner-Williams puts Fairford 1-0 up. That's a great finish from Turner-Williams. If you send it, you say it's slightly soft. It just sort of seemed to come out nowhere. And Turner-Williams found himself in one-on-one -on -one with the keeper. Took a touch. Keeper's coming out. He just rolled it past him into the bottom corner. Got to say, fantastic finish from Turner-Williams under a bit of pressure there. A goal in the seventh minute. I've had a, a message, from by the way. seven as well. Um, message, by the way, from uh, Fairford Town Twitter saying that Ross Langworthy on holiday this week will be back on Saturday. What was it with strikers in this county going on holiday this week? Harley Price, mm. Ross Langworthy. <laughs> Does he not know the Shields happening now? I know, I'm, unbelievable. Right. No, he, he obviously knew, but he wanted to be fully rested for uh, for the finals day on Saturday. He yeah, only turn, turns up for the big games. He better not turn, turn up for the uh, open top parade of fifth. <laughs> that's all I know. Brooks plays it in now to Harry Emmett. Emmett looks to spread it to the far side for the advance run of Cam Duncan, but uh, far too far too far in front of him was that ball by Emmett, who looked very dangerous when he came on on Saturday against Cheltenham Town after about sixty-five minutes or so. Yeah. Yeah. Like to, he was the one that was going to create something from this right-hand side. Of course, playing more so on the left in a bit more of a fluid front three this evening. What you would say about Emmett when he came on on Saturday, you know, he came on with Lewis Berrier and, and the two of them, I felt, were the two that really looked at Cheltenham and thought, you know what, I don't care that you're League One, and just started running at them. And I think that's what Sindiford probably lacked for, you know, long spells of the game before those two came on in particular. Duncan picks it up now. Got a man over inside, but still going is Cam Duncan. He had the ball on this left-hand side to Emmett, who had, well, he was in acres of space, really, but he Has picked well in acres behind as well. He just looked two men over on the left-hand side. It's got to come, and it just never did. Tristan Haswell must be absolutely fuming. He made that run. Good 40-yard sprint he'd just made. Got to flex his tan, though. Flex his tan, flex his <laughs> muscles. <laughs> Well, he's in the shade, really, on this side, mate. If he, uh, if he plays more advanced, as he's getting on his bike now, as Freeman on the ball in midfield. Now back with Davis. I can, I can forgive Freeman for not playing that pass because, uh, you know, a couple of players, including Danny Gurdjieff, just dropped, chased Tristan Haswell back there. It would have been a mm. hell of a pass to try and pick him out. And I think he's done the right thing by recycling it for Cinderford. Cinderford retained possession, though. Ash Davis, the man on the ball just in front of us here. Now round the corner to Emmett. Emmett looking to drive at Callum Priest. Imagine he'll have the pace on Callum Priest as Haswell puts the ball in. Brooks on the edge of the box. It's a good touch on his left. Takes a strike. Deflected. Might still be there for Emmett though. Herring just showed too much of it to Ian Herring there. Did Harry Emmett and the experience of the former Hungerford Town man. He cuts the ball out and gets his side going in front of us with George Pear who wins himself a throw in. Well, tracking back from, from Sammy Hicks there because mm. Gudger made the advance run and if it doesn't hit Sammy Hicks and, and Ash Davis there going out for a throw-in, Gudger's in acres of space on his right-hand side and he would have fancied him. Sinderford just growing into the game since they conceded the goal. Callum Priest in front of us, donning his athlete grip socks. Of course, uh, once again, our thanks to Athlete Sports for their 
partnership with us again this season. Where are my comfortable hoodie now? Get us out with some with some gear. Don't mind that the sun's out. Hoodie out, mate. Not for me, mate. Can't do that. Twenty four degree heat in a in a black hoodie. Can't can't do it, mate. So corner to Fairford. First corner of the game. Mason Havaway has stood over it. Be an in swinger from the right. It's towards the back post. Header comes up and it's blocked off the line. George but Peer, I think, is the one who won the header yeah, at the back post there. I believe it was. Yeah, Peer was up there. And then I think it might have been Ash Davis who got a, a touch on it. It's actually deflected off a Fairford man. Final touch. Gudge was in the centre of the six-yard box. Tries to just sort of throw himself at it. And I think Davis has done very well just to nod it against Gudge out of play. Good challenge by Herring inside now to Beardsall. Beardsall fouled off the ball by Sammy Hicks and it's through to Pear, but Pear can't quite pick up the uh, the short pass to Ben Lodge and he knocks it out of play. Well, we're delighted I'd say, Kelsey, and I'd like to thank Cinder uh, for Talent this time. I believe, I, well, I don't know if Stuart takes listening. I know, unfortunately, he can't be here today, um, but Cinder for Talent have really supported Seven Sport in the... Uh, organisation of the Seven Sports Shield and we're well represented today three photographers here on day one we were talking about it before the game and particularly on our way here Kelsey that the first year of Seven Sport we only had a photographer for the final but three photographers here on day one we're going to have a couple down tomorrow as well and then a few on the finals day so I'm very proud at this moment in time of uh, the way the Shield's looking and to have a goal early on a bit of action no nil-nils just tick it off mate great <laughs> that's what we like so brief stoppage there from referee today, Hayden Lavender, for uh, head injury. I think um, Danny Gudger just caught a loose, a loose finger in the eye. And Spurrier picks up the loose ball now against Christian Turner-Williams. Spurrier plays it to the right-hand side, and it's with Molyneux. Molyneux cuts back on the left foot, tries to cross it, but headed clear by Jake Humphreys. Molyneux just got his foot underneath it. It was weird. I don't know how he managed it. Than anything, yeah. isn't it? It's almost as if he was in two minds whether he was going to shoot and mm. cross, then kind of did a combination of the two. The combination of the two, and somehow ended up doing neither. <laughs> Ball back with Ash Davis now. Now, again, back with Molyneux. Now, around the corner. Good run this by Sammy Hicks, and challenge comes in from Beardsall. Well, you'd say the last sort of five minutes or so has been nearly for Cinderford. They've looked good in, in spells going forward. It's just that final pass. It's very nearly, nearly the opportunity they need. Of course, a reminder, if today's game finishes level, straight to penalties. Or if any game in the Seven Sports Shield finishes course, level. Yeah. No extra time here, mate. Yeah, we don't bother with that. Penalties and we're gone. That's it. Yeah, we want to get home. That's what that is. Thank God Long Levens aren't in this, mate. I've seen two of my teams lose finals in, uh, on penalties <laughs> this year. <laughs> Spurrier just losing out there to Priest. Priest goes down the right-hand side again for Turner-Williams. Can't quite keep it in, though, out the byline. You know, Fairford just trying to get themselves back on a sort of an even keel here. Cinderford have had most of the possession over the last five or six minutes. Fairford still lead by a goal to nil, though early opener by this man on the ball now Christian Turner-Williams so it's sprayed across to the far side by Herring and that's way out of the reach of Ben Lodge 
That's time, Kelsey. I'd like to remind everybody, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do on Twitter at 7sport, facebook.com forward slash 7sport, info at 7sport.co.uk on the email, and also 7 underscore sport on the Instagram. Um, I'll be manning that this evening, and then Kelsey will be manning it tomorrow night during Tuffley Rovers versus Newant. So plenty of football in action this midweek um, to enjoy here at the Causeway, so come on down if you can. Um, but as I said, on a Saturday is the big one. Saturday's the big one, the, the finals day. You can come and enjoy two games of football for the price of one at the Causeway. What value? And the admission fee? Admission fee is £5. £3 concessions and under 16 is free. Lodge now plays it round the corner, looking for the advance run of Gudger. He's timed his run well down the right side. Gudger puts it in towards the penalty area, too close to Kieran Hodges. Easy claim for the former Bristol City goalkeeper. Tristan Haswell seems to just be a little bit winded in front of us here. Yeah. So ball down the right-hand side. Spurrier looking to chase that one up against Robbie James. James tries to play it down the line for George Pear. It's out of play for throw. Quick one taken by Molyneux. Now with Payne. Payne goes back to Molyneux. It's now with Davis. Haswell down the left-hand side. Cuts inside up against Gudger. Now Haswell down the line for Brooks. Brooks has got Emmett. Delivers the ball first time. Deflected and kept in play by Gavin Jones. Keeping it going from, for a corner. Would have been nearly impossible for that linesman to have seen if that was uh, out for a corner or not. He wasn't yeah. in line. And also the sun is right in that corner on the far side. So it would have been good luck to him. He'd have been an absolute guest to give a corner there. Long kick upfield by Jones and Davis and Pear battling for it. Pear throws himself to the ground under a, a tangling of legs against it's Ash fantastic. Davis. Fantastic from Pear. He's, felt a, he's put a hand out on Ash Davis's shirt just to pull him, let him know he's there. Davis reacts to that thinking, Christ, you ain't going to get away with this, mate. Just bundled into him. Pear got himself between the man and the ball. Feels the contact goes down. And it's a goal opportunity for Pear for the double their lead. Yeah, so free kick to the visitors. Mason Haveway has come all the way up from left back to take this. Mason Haveway has changed a lot in the last year since we last saw him play for, for Fairford. Long hair, in a man bun. Loving his life, beard and all. <laughs> three men in the wall for Sinderford. Is that a bit overkill, three men in the wall from this, this position? Cover the near post, I guess. Hayden Lavender getting himself into position. Cameras poised to our left-hand side from Brian Roster. Mixture of uh, Matt Mark and Anzonal. Haveway towards the back post and it goes all the way out of play for a goal kick after all that build-up. Yeah, I don't know what you're thinking there. I mean, from that position, it's so close to the, the sort of byline of the, the area there. you just got to float that. No point in drilling it, especially left-footed. Just got to curl it. Just got to float that towards the back post. Get someone like George Pear attacking it, and you never know what's going to happen. Delighted that we've got the yellow ball out, by the way, on uh, mid-July evening. Foul referee. Sindervid almost playing around too much with it at the back there. And they've done it a couple of times in the first quarter of an hour, haven't they? That a couple of passes haven't been as, as tight as they should be, and got a little bit lucky there. Fair play to. Uh, you know, Sammy Hicks for just stepping in in front of his man and, and feeling the contact, winning the foul. Um, but Sinifer just need to tighten up a little bit. 
Tash Davis will have a job to keep this one in from a loose pass from Molyneux. And uh, Emmett goes round the corner looking for the run of Haswell, but a thunderous challenge comes in from Jake Humphreys. Smashes it out of the ground. Well, one thing I was going to wonder sort of pre-game was that you know, usually when we see Fairford, Nathan Hawkins is centre-half with, with Robbie James, but we've seen Humphreys play for Fairford a few times. But so far, he's been quite good. His positional sense has been been decent. He's just sort of swept up there a couple of times. Fairford just proving a little bit hard to break down at the moment. There's a good level of intensity about Fairford at the moment. Yeah. You see right there, Callum, Callum Priest straight away, right on Ben Brooks as soon as he received that ball from the throw. Here's Haswell, kicks the ground more than anything. Still managed to find Harry Emmett with the ball. Ben Brooks then fouls Ian Herring and Tristan Haswell in turn boots the ball in Ben Brooks' face. I'm sure, I'm sure he didn't mean that. But what you've got to think, if you're you know, Jody Bevan, you're Fairford Town, you're looking at going, you know, after a 5-0 defeat on Friday, the last thing they wanted to do was you know, start on the slower side today. And they started pretty well. Started on the front foot, going the goal in front early on and really saying to Sinterford, you know, you've got to come to us now. And it's typical Jody Bevan, I think, the way Fairford have lined up today. Yeah, absolutely. As a long free kick from Callum Priest is mopped up by his opposite number, Luke Payne. Back to Hodges and poor ball from Ash Davis is cut out by Danny Gudger. Now round the corner by Pear, but Davis will just mop this one up with ease and Sinderford will restart from the back it's almost as if Ash Davis was deliberately trying to pick out Danny Gutcher with that pass Sinderford just needs to be a bit careful to his feet, Again, through the back of it. it's a good run though through the middle here now by Beardsall he's one on one with Hodges Beardsall Hodges out quick to it Far too easy for Jack Beardsall to just carve up the Sinderford defence there. If Beardsall's charging him through on his right foot, that's 2-0. But it was just slightly to his left foot and got to give credit to Hodges flying out of his goal to, to do that. But Sinderford will need to wake up at the back. The final third, they're giving the ball away time and time again in their own half. And you do that against a side like Fairford, you will be made to pay. Very, very nearly 2-0 here at the Causeway. Will Morford shaking his head in front of us. Not too impressed with what he's seeing. Stephen Cleal got a quizzical look upon his face. You, know, you look at the, the subs, they've got plenty of options defensively. You know, midfield as well, if it needs to just be livened up. You know, the likes of Luke Hitchman, who played well on Saturday. Um, Ollie Long, of course, who's on, on, loan, well, on trial from, from Long Levens. We know what he's all about. And obviously the young lads, the under-18, but you should play with no fear and you know, play against League One opposition on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the likes of your, your Harry Clark, for example. And of course, you know, Zach Drew as well, who is relatively young in the grand scheme well, of things. Of course, got a season like Liam belt. Smith, for example, yeah. and, and uh, Liam Wright. They played Southern League football before. Plenty, plenty of options for the uh, Sinford Town management, should they, should they need them. Here's Gudger up against... Haswell trying to get to the byline. Gudger puts the ball in there. It might fall what a ball. into Pear, but it's cleared away by Molyneux. Duncan goes in there, now wins it. Here's Spurrier in the centre circle. Spurrier cuts back up against Robbie James. Spurrier still going. Challenge side down from behind by Jack Beardsall. Free kick. Remember, we have seen a red card in some sports year before. That one could be a yellow here. Hayden Lavender looks interested. Yeah. I feel, feel like... Yeah. The, uh, the 
the challenge that warranted a red card in the Seven Sports Shield was uh, certainly a lot <laughs> bad, a, a lot worse than that one. It was very, very bad. Probably worthy of two red cards. As the person who wrote out the rules for the Seven Sports Shield, they are, the referees are supposed to operate under the terms and conditions of the Association of Football laws. And all players are under disciplinary action of the GFA. So that one for Jack Bissell there will be totted up. And don't know how the final system works here at Fairford, but yellow card will be registered against them. Probably 20 quid in the kitty for, for Tor. Just buy Bevs and Rams a burger, mate. Fine. <laughs> uh, free Kate taken short by Hicks. Now with Freeman. Finds Haswell. Haswell dinks one up to back post. Duncan was there. Emmett is underneath it as well. Hicks drives one from long range. And that is going into the garden of one of the houses behind the goal to our left-hand side. And it remains 1-0. The thing is, it was a horrible shot in the end, but I don't mind it. I don't mind the build-up. You know, it's very yeah. central. It would, I don't see why people would want Sammy Hicks to shoot in that position. He did well to get it wide. Haswell's ball in was decent. Just didn't sit down for Cinderford. And Sammy Hicks just went for the spectacular... Um, from the edge of the box. Do you want some bad news ahead of tomorrow's game? Tufty Rovers versus Newman Town. On, Warren Mann is out injured for the whole tournament. He's, done, he's still feeling the effects of a bad knee he did against Bishop's Cleave in the summer. I thought you said bad news. Oh, mate. <laughs> so when you, said, when you said you had some bad news for me, I thought it was actual bad news. No, it's bad news, mate. <laughs> Everyone enjoys watching Warren Mann play. <laughs> Less so listening to him on the radio. <laughs> Never again. Never, ever again. Here's Lodge. Looking to battle up against Luke Payne. He does well, actually. He finds Beardsall down the left-hand side. Beardsall still going. Good challenge by Molyneux. And he wins it at the second attempt against Lodge. Lodge leaves the foot dangling. Spurrier had it there, ready to run into a bit of space there. That was the advantage. I don't know why the referee has stopped that. You know, Sinford were away on the right-hand side there. Here's Duncan. Now, just having to cut back on himself and... Go back over the halfway line. Spread by Payne to Ash Davis. Now this is what Cinderford needs to do. Just get their foot on the ball and almost <laughs> slow and steady. And as I say that, <laughs> my only plays it 30 yards forward straight out of play for a throw-in. But before that, it was absolutely fine. Ret- retaining possession, building up slowly. That's what Cinderford needs to do. It's almost the urgency that's, that's not needed at this moment in time. Yeah, just under... Half an hour gone as Pear goes in and sort of push in the back of Molyneux there. Referee Just, uh, not Steve Cleal drop a swear, mate. Can't believe it. Can't believe it, mate. Stephen Cleal, potty mouth. This is why Patrick Cleal's my favourite Cleal, mate. <laughs> of course, Cleaver in action this evening as well. No idea who they're playing Stratford off the top Town. of my head. Stratford Town, there you go, I knew that. Actually. Other games include East Jim United versus Cheltenham Town. Uh, Long Levens are playing at Cheltenham Saracens and a couple of other games as well. Which, Brimscombe uh, are playing Shortwood as well, That's I believe. That's correct. Here's Gudger. Trying to cut back on this touchline in front of us, but Ben, ben Brooks, Brooks not happy. Not no, happy really not at all. Centre forward tracking back. Yeah, centre forward tracking back. Good 20 yards into his own half. Never ever going to be pleased. So throw in for Callum Priest. I mean, for me, Sinford, when they get the ball forward, they need to get the likes of Emmett and Spurrier running the players. They need to get them the ball at their feet and the chance just to take players on. And that is a bad one there. George Pear going, uh, going over the 
over the ball. I've had a tweet in, by the way, from one Warren man. Oh, mate. I hope he's uh, happy I'm trying to defend him. Where he says, uh, Warren says, less of that. Of course it's bad news. (laughs) Of course it is. The thing is with that tackle, Kelsey, is that the linesman is right there. Uh, Scoreline coming in from uh, Shortwood. Brim's coming for up a 2-0 up. 25 minutes gone. Seen that one there. The decision to make here for Hayden Lavender. Yeah, yeah, of course. Was high and over the ball by George Pear on Tristan Haswell. But then the argument is it's a genuine attempt to try and win the ball. Well, I I think think the way that Pear is sort of acting with the referee there will be a yellow card. Two bookings in short time for Fairford. Beard's the first man in the book. And George Pear in the book as well. Shake a hands with Tristan Haswell in apology. I don't think there was any malice in it. A couple of score lines as well for you, Kels. It is uh, Evesham nil, Cheltenham Town 2. And it is also Bishop Sleeve nil, Stratford Town 2. Of course, here it's still Sinderford Town nil, Fairford Town 1. A couple of flashpoints in this game as ha- Hicks looks to go in behind for Harry Emmett, but cleared away by James. And Hicks goes up there again, scissor it, kicks it back towards the Fairford defence, and it's hoofed clear by Gudger. Hodges will come out and knock it back to Davis, and the two of them play it between themselves for a bit of composure. Of That's what we like. A bit of composure at the back. It's all, all they need. That's Molyneux on the ball now. Short one inside to Duncan. Challenged by Haveway. Again, the pass was just a little bit short, though, from Molyneux, wasn't it? Yeah. Duncan is uh, still on the ground. Sinifer's uh, not happy again. Sinifer's yeah. bench not happy. I don't know about that one, to be honest. The problem is the pass from Molyneux wasn't good enough anyway. This, this, you know, not beat around the bush here. It was about two yards too short. And it's a hospital pass. And, you know, Fairfax players have got every right to go for that ball. Yeah, the pass was better. That tackle doesn't happen. Yeah, you know, three sort of moments there in this game so far that could have resulted in yellow cards for Fairford players. Only two of them have. Of course, uh, it's a, well, technically a, a, a pre-season friendly competition, but uh, certainly being played in so, a good competitive nature. We've had red cards in this tournament before. Haswell, long throw in Brooks, round the corner to Harry Emmett. Good touch by Emmett, foul, round the corner to Spurrier. Now knocks it inside to Duncan, just runs away from him a little bit there. Goes back to Luke Payne. Payne. Spurrier, neat little turn. Plays it inside to the back post. It might still be there as the challenge came in from Humphreys, who kind of fell on the ball. Fell on the ball, yeah, and almost, almost uh, controlled it with his hand in the process. Ben Brooks was sniffing around at the back post there. What you'd say is fantastic from Spurrier. Just let it run across him through two players in the end. You know, goal opportunity, and he's put it in a good area, really. And, and that's what I mean. You know, Sinford, you have to be looking at the likes of Emmett, the likes of Spurrier as the two, really, that you know, stand out so far to be able to try and feed Brooks and actually take this Fairford back line on. Good to see that by Spurrier. You know, I've been very sort of vocal that this is quite a big season for him. Uh, you know, in terms of being 
the guy in the midfield for Sindiford. Well, it, it, I sort of said before on the shows and things like that, you know, Lewis Burrow is a friend of mine outside of football. And, you know, he has worked very hard on his fitness in the last 12, 18 months during the lockdown period. And, you know, if his football ability, he's got the ability football-wise, it was, it was his fitness, his physique, that was something he had to work on. He's got that now. And he's showing glimpses, you know, on Saturday against Cheltenham and today so far, that he has got the ability to, to cause trouble at Southern League level for me. Ian Herring and uh, Hayden Lavender having having words. Two of the words I heard Hayden Lavender say were "shut up." <laughs> ben Brooks also involved, of course. He yeah, is court standard. Michael Duff wasn't too impressed with uh, no, Ben Brooks for no. almost taking a friendly on Saturday too seriously. Nothing wrong with that for me. Bit of a winner, winning mentality. Definitely Absolutely, you yeah. can't fault it really. There's a line, and he doesn't doesn't cross the line. As long as he doesn't cross the line, it's fine. Of course, uh, former Yate Town striker as well where former centre for boss Paul Michael is currently manager along with pretty much three quarters of the team that <laughs> that he had here at the Causeway well one thing Yate did this summer of course obviously bringing former Tuffley and Gala Wilton um, coach uh, Dan Gillespie to help him so mm. be interested to see how uh, they fare in the Southern League Premier this year Haveway plays inside to Turner Williams now with Pear Pear lays it off to Turner Williams thought about striking it Four two or three times it. really but uh, ball cut out by Harry Emmett in the end, doing his defensive work. He almost waited too long to Turner Williams. You'd want him to just instinctively hit it, but just thought about it too much. So Sindiford just looking to keep their foot on the ball in the face of the high press from Sin- from Fairford. Hicks, nice ball round better. the corner. That's much better for Freeman. Good composure from Sammy Hicks. Again, another one of those players who you feel like probably a, a big season for him. There's a couple of players out there, let's say for Centre for Town in particular, that if they can stay injury-free, they have the ability to have a good season. You look at the like of Ash Davis, Tristan Haswell, Sammy Hicks in particular, those are three that sort of stand out for me. If they can remain injury-free, then you know, it's only going to be a positive for Stephen Cleo and, and Centre for Town. Will Morse yeah. returns away in disgust as uh, they give the ball away again. I don't think the word disgust is in uh, Will Morford's vocabulary. Bit of disdain. Bit of disdain. Mild it? dislike is probably the, uh, the furthest he would go. A mild irritation. <laughs> is Ben Lodge now taking the ball down from the sky. Finds Jack Beard sort of cutting back on his left foot. It goes all the way back to Mason Haveway, who has made a run from left back. Continues his run forward, but Beardsall can't quite control run it under, run under his first foot hit his second foot and he just couldn't retrieve it enough oh, Hicks smart chest it around the corner Spurrier Fantastic. puts it through the legs of Turner Williams and now he can go challenge comes in by Humphreys picked up again in midfield by Sindiford just needed someone to the left of him Spurrier if he had someone to the left of him he had a little glance and there was no one there and had to take another touch and ended up overstepping it Hicks around the corner looking for Davis but just in front of Ash Davis still remains a nearly for Cinderford that's how I would describe their first half it's nearly it's not quite there but showing flashes showing, showing glimpses that you know it can be a, a beautiful thing that the way Cinderford are going forward and are playing it but those final passes and those key passes are just not going the right way for Cinderford at the moment but Jody Bevan will be delighted with what he's seen from his side going in towards yeah, half time at this point absolutely Priest switching the play Haveway picks it up. Ben Lodge had to do well to retrieve that and stop it going out of play, but he has done so. Now, neat little turn from Lodge. Throws in a couple of stepovers for good measure. Pair. Challenge from behind 
by Davis and Payne and Molyneux combine. Not quite clear at the moment, but Payne has it, drives forward, clears it, but only picked up by Robbie James. James goes long. Molyneux will have to see this out up against George Pear, and he does so. Uh, he goes for a goal kick. What do you think about half-time, Kels? If you're Stephen Clear at the moment, the side who are chasing the game, you know, what would you say? Ten minutes to go to half-time, if it, they go in 1-0 well, down. First of all, if I'm Stephen Clear at half-time, I'm probably having a, a very strong drink uh, to sort of take the edge off after what I've seen. But, you know, in terms of what they can do, I mean, they've got plenty of options on the bench. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe you might see perhaps a, a Zach Drew come on. You know, I don't think Cam Duncan has necessarily impressed too much as Tris Haswell absolutely sits down his man here. Still going, Tristan Haswell. Puts the ball towards the back post. Here's Duncan as he's knocked it back on the edge of the box. Brooks picks it up. Back with Duncan again. Now slips it inside. Payne into the penalty area. He's got a man on the edge in Sperrier if he can find him. Payne trying to do it all himself. He plays it off of Robbie James and out for a corner. Good little spell there by Cinderford, but it all started from that run by, by Haswell. And that's where Cinderford are their best, when they can get the ball down, get the ball you know, flowing forward, getting the runners in there as well. And the space was created for Haswell by the runners ahead of him, just pulling defenders out. You know, Haswell did fantastic and just couldn't get that killer instinct in the end. Freeman, corner, flicked on at the front post by Emmett. It might drop here for Spurrier as it's hooked clear by Humphreys. Good defending by him. And Hodges comes out 35 yards from his own goal. So hoof it clear. Emmett heads it down from out of the sky. It was a good header by Emmett. Now round the corner by Freeman, looking for the former Long Levens man again, and he finds it. Now back with Freeman. Freeman delivers. Had to be cleared that by Humphreys. He had Ben Brooks right behind him. Fantastic Hicks touch from Gudger there to get rid of that. As Hicks goes sliding in up against Pear. So. High from Sammy Hicks. Say that probably will be uh, a, a, another yellow card. Can tell Ian Herring has uh, been around the block. As soon as that tackle comes in, he's in the referee's face saying, "What's the difference between that and the other ones?" Referee can have a chat with Ash Davis and Hicks. Herring arguing a toss for no yellow card here, and I think to be fair to him, he's probably got a bit of a case. Yeah, I, I'd be very surprised if this isn't a yellow card. Well, it's no yellow card. Wow. Robbie James is the captain. Fairfield is asking the question. I think that you know, Bevan, Randall, Reed are all going to ask the question of Hayden Lavender at half time. If you know he's going to book players for Fairfield, is that a yellow card offence? Yeah, probably. I think if it was a league game, would you expect a yellow card for that, Kels? Probably. Yeah, I'd say it's about as as. Not bad, but I say it's the same level as the, the two yellow cards that we've already seen. I mean, I certainly would have would have booked him if I was referee. Didn't have Hayden Lavender down as a homer. No way. <laughs> we had an away here Saturday. <laughs> yeah, we did. Referee that seemingly supported the away side. Shocking it was. Here's Ben Lodge now looking to cut inside in the penalty area up against Luke Payne. Payne goes falling over. He's looking no for penalty it. given. I'd say correct decision from Lavender. 
Now Emmett picks oh. it up, tries to get it down the line for Ben Brooks, cut out well by Callum Priest. Just good positioning from Priest. Been around the block too many yep. times, Callum Priest. Knows where that ball's going. But Ben Brooks showing just how good he can be if you know they can get players in and around him. Haswell. Short pass to Spurrier is 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 poor by Haswell. As Fairford can look to break. Now his Turner Williams just goes back to Humphreys. Now with James. James switches it to the left flank. Lodge can't quite get there in front of Luke Payne. And now it's loose ball picked up by Molyneux. Davis, Hicks. Turns over halfway, tries to play the ball to Spurrier, but again, loose. Just far too many passes that have been loose by Cinderford, as it stands. Well, if you think, you know, you look at the uh, the goal that Cinderford let in, the goal Fairford scored, how tight the passing was into Christian Turner-Williams and took a touch and put it in. And, you know, looking at here, Luke Hitchman's getting warmed up, and I, I expect a half-time the substitution to be Hitchman on for Molyneux. I don't think Molyneux's had a particularly good half, especially on the ball. Um, surprised Hitchman didn't start after his performance against uh, Cheltenham on Saturday. But that'd be the one change I'd look at, definitely. Yeah, he's been sent to, to warm up to our left-hand side, obviously with half-time approaching. Emmett tries to turn the corner there, as he's done so many times in the past for long levens, but cut out by Humphreys. I think there'd be two subs that Cinderford would make in particular, and that would be Molyneux and... Um, Duncan off because they didn't have any role on Saturday um, and bring on players who you know maybe are a bit fresher and a bit more match fit after Saturday the likes of Hitchman and, and Zach Drew in particular Looks like Hitchman may well be coming on before the uh, halftime break I mean very very much um, We'll be interested who he comes on for though I would assume yeah. Molyneux but I ain't too sure um, I, as I said I don't think Molyneux has played particularly well when he's in, been in possession for, for Cinderford Town and you could say out of the back four, if there's a weak link, it's probably him. Yeah, I'd say so. As a ball sprayed out by Freeman to Haswell on the near side. Gudger gets in there with a challenge. Now it's picked up with Pear. Pear's got acres of space to run into. Hicks does well getting back. Very good. Fantastic from Hicks. Yeah, very good work by Hicks. Battling with Pear in the corner as well. And I think he's won his side of throwing. He has. So Hitchman ready to come on. As I said, I like the way he played on Saturday against Cheltenham. We also like the way he played uh, against Gloucester City under 23s at Meadow Park uh, a couple of weeks ago. Decent signing, I think, for, for Bishop Cleave, really, uh, Bishop Cleave, for, for Cinderford, really. Used to seeing B- Stephen Cleaver Bishop Cleave, aren't we? <laughs> for Cinderford Town, of course. Kieran Hodges, by the way, has uh, carried this one all the way up to pretty much the halfway line. He was even further forward than Ash Davis was at one point as he tries to play it to Haswell in this left wing position. We're in the final four minutes of, uh, well, four and a half minutes of the half. Cinderford have just not done it. It looks like it's going to be Ash Davis going off. So Spurrier is going to take the armband from Ash Davis. And Luke Hitchman is on. Looks like a slight knock. Yeah, just in, indicating to said calf, didn't he? Yeah, just indicating to Stephen Cleo that he's got a bit of a, a, a niggle. So you know, well documented injury history for Ash Davis. Hopefully, it's nothing too serious. Luke Kitchman's wearing a shirt too small for him. Or <laughs> for that, he's just got arms too big for a t-shirt. Yeah, over that, or he's just a massive bloke. Yeah. 
delighted to see that he's not, not pulled his shorts up vis-a-vis uh, -vis Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> as, he, uh, as he has done the last two times we've seen him I'm sure we probably will neat little turn this by Ben Brooks now delivers with his left foot to the back post Emmett was there it might still fall for Harry Emmett and as you can probably tell by the reaction in front of us Harry Emmett has bundled it into the back of the net and it was a mix-up between uh, Jake Humphreys and Gavin Jones, who, uh, Jones, to his credit, had actually come out to claim that ball in his own penalty area. And uh, Humphreys, I feel like the momentum just carried him into Gavin Jones and he's collided with the keeper. The keeper spilled it. Emmett is there, who's also collided with the two of them, picked himself up off the floor quickly, uh, knocked it into an empty net. 1-1. Well, Ben Brooks, first and foremost, great ball in, in a decent area. Keeper's come out. You know, on another day, keeper claims it quite neatly, but he's flown into his own defender. It's come loose, and Harry Emmett, on the spot, taps it home. And my pre-match tip of Harry Emmett to score any time, kick that off. I knew, I knew Emmett wouldn't let me down. Big moment to get a goal as well, just before half-time. Yep. Right, Fairford will probably try and just see this one out till the break if anything it could be a hindrance that Cinderford have scored this close to half time because they're going to be the one with the momentum their tails are going to be up and then suddenly you're going to have a 15 minute break yeah, so absolutely. this next couple of minutes is just crucial to see you know, 90 seconds or so any, any additional time that's added you know, it could be a crucial little period here because if Cinderford score again you know, it's going to be a, a massive confidence knocker if you're Fairford but then vice versa if Fairford can pinch a goal in the you know, the next 90 seconds or so, then, then who knows? Yeah, I'm not saying that um, Luke Hitchman is the most important player to the Sindford Town side, but, you know, he's been on the pitch for two minutes and they've, and they've already, uh, already scored, so <laughs> make of that what you will. It's the influence of the back, mate. When you have, <laughs> when you have a stay at the fence, you build on it. Here he is on the ball now, looking to carry it forward. He's got runners in front of him. On, Tries to Wait. find Spurrier, but the linesman's flag is up oh. straight away. I wonder if Spurrier had stopped and let Emmett get onto it, whether the flag would have gone up. Possibly, maybe the linesman would have seen Spurrier as being interfering with play, yeah, as being so. part of that phase of play, perhaps. We're 45th minute now, so 60 seconds left of the first half. Any stoppages you reckon? I reckon potentially two. Mm, possibly. Two, two goals, a couple of red cards, a couple of yellow cards. <laughs> and, uh, that's about it. Long kick. Goes all the way out play again. Yes, it is. Fairford will just want to look here, Kelsey, and try and just pin Cinderford back. Final 30 seconds of normal time. Absolutely. Yeah, 20 seconds to go in this half. Imagine Hayden Lavender will probably maybe, maybe add on one minute. As, uh, they've got some defending to do here, though, Cinderford. It's with Ben Lodge on the edge of the box. Lodge slips it in to Gudger, one-on-one. Good save by Hodges and well well in again by Kieran Hodges to pounce on the loose ball. Ball looked like it was going to go underneath Kieran Hodges there for a second as there uh, goes the half-time no whistle. time, fantastic. Hey, right, save. right on the stroke of half-time. What a chance for Danny Gudger. A good, uh, good save by Kieran Hodges. Came out quickly, came out well, spread himself and uh, he's made an important stop for his side. And I think we're very nicely poised for the second half. Ryan, yep. just sum that game up for us for the first 45. Well, what you, what you say is I think that, uh, you know, Sindiford have been 
sloppy. They've been sloppy on the ball. There's no two ways about it, I think. I'm not really going to you know, tear them in a new one. I think Stephen Clill's about to do that now because they've been so careless on the ball and it's almost chalk and cheese from what we saw from Cinderford on Saturday. Cinderford were a bit more methodical with what they were doing. Um, today, it's just been a bit more reckless and I don't think um, Stephen Clill or Will Morford will appreciate what they've seen possession-wise. But, you know, to go 1-0 down in the way they did and as early as they did, you know, Fairford, to their credit, you know, good little move and good finish from Christian Turner-Williams. But to come back and, you know, force the issue towards the end of that half and, you know, in fortuitous circumstances, of course, but still managing to get that equaliser, I think it'll give Cinderford a lot of confidence. You know, they've made a substitution already due to an injury. I think potentially you may see a couple more at the break. You'd want to get someone like Zach Drew on the ball. And I've been saying it throughout that first 45 that Cinderford are better when they get the likes of Emmett, when they get the likes of Spurrier, just getting the ball down, running at their defenders um, in front of them. And I think someone like Zach Drew would also do that. For me, I don't think Molyneux and uh, Duncan have been as good as the players that started on Saturday. Um, maybe it's because you know they're going to be new to the, the pre-season and, and new to obviously playing games that will obviously play a factor in that the f- fact is that with Davis going off injured like you is that Molyneux will end up playing the full 90 I, I would expect or, or the majority of it um, well you've got Ollie Long on the bench of course so. of course Long who's on trial can play a number of positions we'll be interested to see where he's utilised by Cinderford if he does get a chance but yeah finally poised I think I think Fairford will be the happier of the two sides They'll be disappointed they haven't gone in front, uh, they've gone into the break in front, but at the same time, they've nearly taken the lead right on the stroke of half time there again, and they've showed enough that you know, would worry Cinderford defensively. So, finally poised, and really, you'd say that the next, it's a cliche to say it, but the next goal in this match could be <laughs> crucial. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just a point as well, I've got to give credit to Fairford for the way they performed in that first half. You know, they came out of the block very, very well, yeah. very quick, um, and large parts of the game they controlled it as well, but. Certainly not um, not one-sided affair by any stretch of the imagination. What we want is Jamie Reid to come onto this pitch. <laughs> I don't even think Jamie Reid wants to. Jamie Reid to come well, onto the pitch. Well, he might have to, with the likes of Beardsall and Herring being booked. Centre midfield may need to make changes. They've also got Dan Bailey on the bench, who we know, you know Dan Bailey is capable of you know, scoring from 40 yards. We've seen him, we've seen him you know, work hard. We've seen him boss a midfield. So, yeah, we mentioned how important the midfield battle is and, you know, they have got reinforcements, Fairford, in that area. Absolutely. Well, we'll take a quick break for uh, for a song. Don't know what Ryan's got queued up for us. Calvin Harris, evening. I'm not alone. No, a bit of Calvin deleted Harris. The football, deleted the football playlist straight away. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, my, uh, my football playlist on Spotify have been... Uh, you know, consigned to the back of the uh, the back of the cupboard, so to Sweet, speak. Sweet Caroline was on this iPad for about two hours. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll be back after this war for second half commentary of Cinderford Town versus Fairford Town in the Seven Sports Shield semi final one. But at half time here at the Causeway, Cinderford Town one, Fairford Town one. And we're back live for the second half of the first semi final. Uh, for Seven Sports Shield here at the Causeway, Cinderford Town one, Fairford Town one. Fairford took the lead inside seven minutes, and lovely finish from Christian Turner Williams before Harry Emmett, former Long Levens man, levelled the game just before the interval. Looks like there's been a substitution for Cinderford Town. Looks like Sammy Hicks has been replaced by Zach Drew. Just having a look at the Fairford side. Disappointed to say that Jamie Reid is not on the pitch yet. Well, he is at the moment because he's walking across to go to the dugout. But it looks like it as it is for Fairford as we cross over to Kelsey DeMaria for commentary of the second half. Almost, almost 
perfectly on the money of a of a fifteen minute break from Hayden Lavender. Absolutely textbook. Late kick off, mind. Yeah, it was a bit of a late kick off, <laughs> but yeah, as is uh, pre season, mate, is to be expected. And we're underway. Second half of semi final one for the Seven Sports Shield twenty twenty one. Fairford one. Sinford Town won, or sorry, it should be the other way around, really. Christian Turner-Williams, of course, who gave the away side the lead after, what, three minutes? Something like that? Uh, seven minutes. Seven minutes. Knew it was early. For Harry Emmett equalised just before the break, following a defensive, well, collision, really, between uh, Jake Humphreys and Gavin Jones. As uh, was almost... Almost 2-1 to Fairford heading into the break as well as Danny Gudger had a good opportunity saved by Kieran Hodges. But we are level as the ball goes long down the line for Ben Brooks. Ryan had a message at halftime from one Jack Twyman. Oh yeah, Twyman saying he's played with uh, Ben Brooks at Yate and he's definitely got 12 yellow cards and two reds in him. You know, Based on what I've seen of him so far, he's an aggressive man. Here he is on the ball now. Josh Hunt and uh, James Harden up front. Two lovely gentlemen who wouldn't say boo to a goose, but <laughs> Ben Brooks would, uh, would definitely have it for sure. Uh, one thing I would say, Kelsey, looking at the initial setup of Sinterford Town in the second half, they've reverted to a 4 2 3 1. Um, Harry Emmett's come centrally off Ben Brooks, and it's allowed Zachary to play on the right hand side and Duncan to go over on that far side. What we've seen is it's seen Freeman a bit more support in that middle um, with Spurrier dropping. Obviously, Spurrier now the captain since Davis went off. Um, and that would be an important role for Spurrier to try and be the box-to-box midfielder of the two. But a much more rigid shape from Cinderford. It was a bit more fluid in that first 45. So be interesting to see how that goes for them. I think it's something they probably did need. Ball over the top. Hoofed clear by Kieran Hodges. Throwing just over the halfway line. Yeah, good what observation, think, really. What do you think Jody Devon said to, to Fairford at halftime? To be fair, I don't think he would have said to change a great deal. No. I think Fairford, you know, for, for large periods of that first half, looked like the better side. So I, I don't Especially think, on the ball. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they you know, kept most of the stuff sort of in front of them. They were never really caught out in behind, apart from the, uh, apart from the goal. So I think Bevan will be pretty pleased with what he saw from his side, other than the fact that they... Went and conceded, which, uh, you know, was really to their detriment from a mistake. Ben Brooks looks to chip the keeper as he picked it up inside the centre circle, but drags it wide in the end. No real altitude on that ball either. I kind of don't mind it, though. It shows a bit of intent, shows a bit of, you know, promise and attacking prowess that Ben Brooks possesses. But well done, Harry Emmett. You've got to say for nipping in and, and for the first time really this half, you know, nipping in ahead of the Fairford midfielders and letting them know that you know, there's going to be a bit of pressure on them. Well, that's what he's all about, isn't it? You know, that is a typical Har- Harry Emmett workmanlike attitude. It's, uh, Zach Drew loses out up against Mason Haveway. A little bit of afters between the two of them, and now Ben Lodge can carry it forward down the left flank. Beaten Luke Payne to the ball, tries to pull it, pull it back to George Pear. And a free kick given late, late shout from Hayden Lavender, right on the edge of the penalty area, close to the that. byline. You wouldn't always get that decision. Fair play, Lavender, given it. Not every referee would have given that. Well, you do, well we, we do know that Hayden Lavender is a referee who likes to see if there's an advantage that develops. No advantage there, so pulls it back. 
Beardsall is going to be the man stood over this one. Is this going to be a low-driven one or well, maybe I saw a one floater? From, from halfway, this, this, this side here in the first 45, and he blasted it. You've got to float it in this sort of position, surely. Again, three men in the wall. Get someone like Robbie James in there attacking it. Beardsall drives it and it's turned over the crossbar by Cam Duncan who was flying in at the near post. Good reactions from Duncan just to slide in there. Um, Beardsall caught everyone off guard, caught me off guard I'd say. Didn't expect him to do that but we know what Beardsall can do with a, a football. Decent at uh, you know, the long, long range and the set pieces and you know, scoring from positions like that. Corner for Fairford. Turner Williams will be stood over it, I believe. Yep. Got men up there. Herring's in there as well, lurking. Robbie James. Humphreys is on the edge. George Pear is in there as well. Beardsall at the back post. Towards Jack Beardsall. It's going to run across him and he'll have a job to keep this one in, Jack Beardsall. He's done well. Now looking to beat Freeman and beat Drew. Delivers towards the front post. Controlled in his own penalty area by Hitchman right at the near post clears it again only as far as Beardsall puts it in towards Robbie James flicks it deflected up off of Haswell and it's just gone out of play for a corner kick the uh, linesman said that Kieran Hodges didn't quite keep it in as I've just seen there's a dog on the far side yeah. it was a particularly poor corner I felt from Christian Turner Williams it asked a lot of Beardsall at the back post to even try and retrieve it got uh, utilised set pieces a bit better than that Fairford. So that's Herring now over the corner. It's a low one towards Humphreys at the near post, and it's played off of Humphreys by Molyneux, I believe. So Sinderford just withstand that mini spell of pressure by the visitors. The man in still front of us here. The man in front of us here is actually who's going to be pivotal in this next forty minutes or so. <coughs> really, you know, if you're Sinderford, you've got to get the ball out to him as much as possible. You know, try and put Mason halfway under a little bit of pressure. And also, Drew, we, like, we know he likes to make the diagonal run from right to left. And, you know, he's done it a couple of times already in this half. Hodges almost playing as the uh, sort of third centre-back at the moment for some of the uh, balls he's come out for. Haswell puts the ball in there towards Ben Brooks. It might drop on the edge for Duncan, but... Someone's Herring got to get closer. Well. Someone's got to get closer to Ben Brooks there because that ball's going into the box and he's the only Sinderford man against four defenders. So one of the midfielders just got a gamble. Um, you'd like to see someone like Harry Emmett maybe or one of the two wide men just you know try and get a little bit closer to their forward and uh, you know try and feed off those scraps. Quick throw and taken by Haswell. Emmett picks it up. Battling for it with Gudger. Does well Harry Emmett. Emmett slips on the ball. Still retains possession. That's ridiculous. Very good play, Emmett. Drives one towards that through the near post. And it's just, just slips under Humphreys. Ben Brooks was lurking, as was Zach Drew. But Fairford managed to get it away. And now it's with Pep. Tries to find Ben Lodge. He's uh, breathing down Luke Payne's neck. But Payne does well. Knocks it back to Hodges. And he'll clear long. And headed back inside by Priest. And a How free kick. How ridiculous is Harry Emmett, by the way, in that yeah, corner? Good play. Yeah, no Very right good. to keep the ball for as long as he did, and the cross wasn't too bad. If Drew gets a bit more contact on it, or even, ironically, less contact on it, it potentially rolls through to Brooks, and he's got a goal opportunity to put Cinder for 2 1 up. Yeah, absolutely. It's a free kick for Fairford just inside 
their half. Callum Priest is stood over this one. Haveway is lurking on the left flank. It's uh, not really to anyone though. Poor free kick from Priest, headed clear by Haswell. That's one thing. The second ball. One thing I criticised Fairford for tonight is their set pieces have been atrocious, and I'm pretty sure Jody Bevan will be realising that. Their set pieces usually Fairford are yeah, very very good value for their set pieces, but tonight just not working at all. And even you know simple balls like clipping up to a striker are just not being pulled off, and yeah, not good at the minute. Ben Brooks commits a foul. So Lewis Bamford goes to warm up in front of us he'll be one of, I think he'll be the next one to come on probably for Brooks to be honest yeah or potentially or potentially actually, Duncan yeah I was going to say or well, Duncan and potentially get that player nearer to Brooks like I was calling for a couple of moments ago so Jack Meredith goes to warm up in front of us as well so throw in taken for Spurrier pretty much picking it up on the edge of his own penalty area but he's done well knocks it across to Hitchman well, he's playing more in the role that we saw Lewis Spurrier playing last year for Cinderford before the season was curtailed. Just playing as that box-to-box midfielder. Um, and that's where he probably thrives for me. Haswell finds Emmett. But Emmett's ball looking to slip it into Ben Brooks. is cut out quite easily by Turner-Williams. And now Fairford will just knock this one around the back. Priest clears long. Hitchman will watch this one all the way back to Hodges. He'll just knock it into his centre-half. And he'll go cross-field for Dion Molyneux. He's got a runner in front of him as well, looking for Zach Drew down the right flank. Ben Brooks will give chase also. It's just too much, just too heavy. I think Cinderford have got to be wary that they don't bypass the midfield too much. Yeah. We've seen them, seen them do that quite a lot. Yeah, we saw them do it in particular in our first 45, just almost trying to get the ball forward quickly, too quickly. And, you know, it's really to their own detriment. It's just missing that midfield out completely. And you look at the defenders for Fairford, like Robbie James and, and Humphreys, you know, doubling up on Brooks and where Sinderford aren't as close to their striker as they need to be. It's just allowing Fairford to mop those up pretty quickly and pretty easily. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, Sinderford have got good players in midfield as well, so they can seriously utilise them a lot more than they have. Is one of them trying to battle for the ball in Harry Emmett, but Ian Herring has done exceptionally well. Now with Haveway, good ball round the corner by Haveway, but it's a good challenge coming in there, Luke Payne. Ben Lodge was the uh, intended recipient of that ball, but Payne snuffed it out quickly. That ball is up off of Beardsall's shoulder. So, a couple of words exchanged between Robbie James and Stephen Cleal. All in good jest, I, uh, <laughs> I, I believe. Here's Haswell now, cuts back up against Gudger. Good battle between the two of them as uh, Gudger commits a foul. Haswell goes quick down the line, looking for Duncan. Cut out by Humphreys. The surprise Actually, of relax there from Stephen Clear. I think he has well, again just too eager to get that ball forward. I think both sides need to relax, to be yeah, honest. Definitely. You know, it's a, a game that's been played in a very sort of high intensity. It's, uh, neither side really has managed to get a prolonged spell of possession in this second half as things stand. Zach Drew 
miscontrols and Herring can pick it up and plays a delightful ball down the left flank. Lodge picks it up. Now he's running against Molyneux into the box. Ben Lodge cleared by Hitchman. Drew gets there for the second ball and it's off of Zach Drew last. Throw in to Fairford just in, uh, just in front of their dugout. Jody Bevan patrolling the uh, technical area alongside Lee Randall of course. Jamie Reed, nowhere to be seen. Warming up, mate. Probably, <laughs> probably, probably. Half an hour till penalties, mate. Haveway delivers a delightful ball, that is, by Mason Haveway. Oh, yeah. Nobody attacking it at all. It's gone all the way through to the back post. As Spurrier now plays it to Harry Emmett. Now Emmett, delightful ball again. Here's Ben Brooks to the right flank. Puts it in towards Zach Drew. And it's in. Sinderford taking the lead. And it all springs from that ball from Lewis Spurrier into the path of Harry Emmett. And then Emmett plays it down the right flank. Ben Brooks stole a run on, on his man. Of course, Mason Haveway was way up the pitch in plenty of space there. And he just trickles one across the penalty area. And it's knocked in by Zach Drew. 2-1. Oh, well, it's fantastic, isn't it, from Sinderford? You've got to say, the, the big players that we talked about have stepped up there. You know, Bamford's coming on for Duncan. But for me, it's just, you give Lewis Spurrier that sort of time to be able to turn, run forward a couple of yards and pick his pass to his right. You know, he's looking to his right. He's got a player like Harry Emmett on the ball. When Harry Emmett's running over the halfway line, charging at the defence, likely outcome is a shot on goal is going to happen. Brooks has peeled away to the right-hand side. It's a fantastic little free ball from Emmett. Brooks, great presence of mind. Again, a little bit of fortune because the cross just got a bit stuck in the turf behind Humphreys you know who's been you know, the, the unlucky recipient for both goals now just slightly behind him trickle through Zach Drew puts it in the corner and in the field have turned it around 2-1 about half an hour to go in this one yep plus any potential stoppages ball comes in looking for Ben Lodge well claimed by Hodges gets it underway quickly bowls it out to Luke Payne tries to go down the line it's off of Mason Haveway and uh, it's come off of Zach Drew on the way out of play and somehow somehow Sinderford have got the throw in not really uh, well I think, I think Sinderford got away with them there clear as day wasn't it I mean Zach Drew even sort of was, go, was going back towards a defensive position turned the, around saw, saw the Lions when they'd given a throw in but the little squeal from Mason Halfway was worth the entrance fee alone tonight <laughs> so Hitchman Ooh. goes flying in with a challenge up against it's Hitchman again, isn't it? Hitchman's, Hitchman effect. I want to one all down, two one up. Yeah, absolutely, mate. As the referee is just having a a chat with Herring, and uh, he's calling Robbie James over as well. Probably to say that Herring just hasn't got out of his ear. He hasn't got out of his ear for about half an hour into the game now. Polite way of saying that he hasn't shut up. Yeah, basically. pretty much. I think he's just saying to Robbie James, look, I don't want to book him as well for dissent. Question was put to me as the person who did the rules for Seven Sports Shield whether sin bins would be used. Sin for Town obviously play at Southern League level, so that's a level where sin bins aren't actually featuring. So no sin bins allowed. But if it was a Hellenic, Hellenic League game, he's probably going sin bin for 10 minutes. Yeah, possibly, mate. Says, having a good old chat at Hayden Lavender with Vian. <laughs> They're Harry. arguing back at him here. <laughs> You know, this, at this point, I mean, you know, referee can't go back and change his mind, so I don't understand why they don't just, you know, shut up and get on with it, so to speak. But 
Well, he hadn't. He, he wasn't even. He made the decision. The ball was out for a fair foot throw in. There was no decision that was made. Yeah, exactly. And after all that, we're back underway. <laughs> just just over an hour gone here at the Causeway Seven Sports Shield semi-final one. Cinderford Town two, Fairford Town one. As it stands, but here's Danny Gudger trying to keep it in down the right hand side for Fairford, but it's uh, trickled out of play as he tried to keep it in. And the linesman right there to give the decision. Sponsors. Sponsors. Just a quick uh, reminder as well, as uh, you probably heard Ryan saying. <laughs> I, I muted the mic. But you, mute, you, you, mute, you muted the mic, telling me to plug the uh, plug the sponsors for, yes. for again for this season. So big shout out to Cornell and Company for all of your mortgage and financial planning needs in the local area. And of course our broadcast sponsors PAH Accounting for your accountancy needs. As Harry Emmett plays a lovely ball down the right flank. Zach Drew delivers back post. Ben Brooks is there just in front of him. Couldn't quite reach for it. It's still there though with Bamford. He's got Emmett in support. Lewis Bamford goes back behind Harry Emmett. It's a simple pass. It's nowhere near him. And now Fairford can break away. Here's Beardsall over the halfway line. Now Ben Lodge, the pink boot-wearing Ben Lodge, goes back to Herring in midfield. Now back again with Lodge, looking to cut back on his right. Still battling for it is Ben Lodge against Luke Payne. Cleared away only as far as Drew. Halfway gets in there with the challenge. Ball still in play, but the referee and the linesman then say, no, it's not, and Jack Beardsall... He is, uh, well, apoplectic with that decision. Let Cinderford get the throw in and they get the decision going their way. Feel like Cinderford have just got a little bit more about themselves now after that second goal. Bamford tries to go around the corner, but cut out again by Herring. Now Humphreys finds Herring in space. Lodge occupying this left wing position. Haveway looks to shape one down the line just like Sam Hill used to. There's a photographer behind that pass from Mason Havaway. He's got an absolute money shot. But uh, Cinderford win the ball back. Now Brooks. Let's go down the line to Harry Emmett. He's got Lewis Bamford in acres of space in the middle. Good challenge by Humphreys. There's a substitution. Looks like Mason Havaway will be uh, making way. I think it's Kyle Parker coming on. A couple of scorelines to Kelsey in and around the other games. So, scorelines in and around the, the other grounds. Kelsey, Brimscombe lead Shortwood by four goals to one. Cleaver still 2-0 down against Stratford. And Felix Miles has scored again as Evesham uh, trailing to Cheltenham three goals to nil. So, Robbie James has to hook one clear from basically the clutches of Gavin Jones as Lewis Bamford was, was getting ready to pounce on the loose ball. John Palmer of Gloss Live has tweeted, remember the name Felix Miles, and you'd remember that name because you'd have heard it first on Seven Sport when we did Cheltenham Town under-18s versus Tuffy Rovers under-18s last season, and also a couple of Tuffy Rovers games that we commentated on where Felix Miles played for them as well. Brooks, neat little turn inside the penalty area, has been hassled by Turner-Williams, clears long, cannons off the head of Pear, and now picked up 
by Bamford, but Herring gets in there to win the loose ball. Priest plays a nice ball round the corner for Danny Gudger. He's got no real support up there. Gudger takes it past Hitchman. Molyneux comes across. Still Gudger. Good run this. No real options in the penalty area, though. Every Fairford shirt was a good five, ten yards behind him at every opportunity. Disappointing Bishop. from a Fairford perspective. Bishop Steve has just pulled one back in their game against Stratford. Steve Davis with the goal. Uh, 25 minutes to go here, Kelsey. Still Sinnerford 2, Fairford 1. What would, Fair, what would Fairford need to do really to get back into this game? Just need to keep their heads. Get the ball down. Have a, have a spell of possession. Knock a few passes around. Try and get Ben Lodge involved a little bit more. You know, he's been in space a lot of... Uh, a lot of the time over on this left-hand side. as uh, Here he is now as uh, ball played up against him by Luke Payne. Good defending as uh, Lee Randall throws in a few keepy-uppies, showing that he's still got it. Never left him, mate. Never left him. Yeah, never left him. He can still do it even with a false hip. Spurrier dropping deep for Cinderford. Receiving it from Hitchman and then the two playing it between themselves at the back there. See a uh, pole in front of us is obstructing my view. Spurrier tries to amend for that and goes long with the ball, but Sinderford can't capitalise on it. Now Fairford can break away with Beardsall over halfway. Freeman is tracking him. It's good tracking by Freeman, but Beardsall's going to get free to the left-hand side. Pair at the near post. Good challenge coming in from Hitchman. And Hodges picks it up to stop it going from a corner good defending by Luke Hitchman side Jack Meredith's about to come on for Cinder for Town <laughs> be interesting who he comes on for he usually plays centre half so whether he comes on for for DR Molyneux I'm not too sure Whoa. Beardsall good challenge in against Spurrier Beardsall might have hurt himself in that challenge it's like a bit of crap. by Lodge now inside, Turner-Williams switches the play right. Priest waiting for this ball to come to him before putting his foot through it, delivering towards the back post. Lodge was waiting for it. Dropped to Beardsaw, bounces over him. And Zach Drew is in there to mop up the pieces. Spurrier goes over the, over the, uh, well, over the head of Kyle Parker, round the corner looking for Zach Drew. It's all picked up again by Fairford and they will build from the back once more with Humphreys. He's got option in Herring just in front of him but he opted to go for Priest. Now receives it back from Callum Priest. James happily to pick this ball and knock it forward looking for Pear but it's headed clear by Molyneux and now Freeman trying to get it over the top but it's cut out by James Brooks picks it up for Sinford Emmett goes over the top it's a bouncing ball and Zach Drew is trying to catch up to it as uh, Humphreys goes in there with well a low head and it's been given as a, a high boot really <laughs> I'm not, like not really sure I'm really sure about that so it looks like Dan Bailey's going to come on for no, Fairford as well perhaps maybe for Beardsall Tristan Haswell coming off Meredith is on as we suspected and Jack Beardsall coming off I think (laughs) 
And it looks like Danny Gurger is the man being replaced. Well, Dan Bailey should inject a little bit of bite into Fairford's play, you think? Especially in that midfield, him and Herring probably just going to sit. Should free up the man away to my left-hand side, Jack Beardsall, you'd say. He looks to have come over to his left-hand side. Ben Lodge going over to the right. I think it's a good substitution to, to have made for, for Jody Bevan inside there. So Sammy Hicks has joined us in the stand here. Watch the remainder of the game. The last 20 minutes of this. As it stands, the uh, pre-tournament favourites are heading into the Seven Sports Shield final on Saturday. Well, up until this year, obviously, the two Seven Sports Shields we've had, the first year, Slimbridge, the host, were beaten in their semi-final, and then in the second year, Tuffley Rovers won there. So, at the moment, it's in the course to match Tuffley in 2019. With a lot less goals going in, of course. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 6-5, the uh, final of the Seven Sports Shield two years ago. Here's Dan Bailey. Now Beardsall on this left-hand side. Keeps it in. Cuts back on his right foot. How many times have we said that about Jack Beardsall in the past? And Spurrier picks it up. Goes over the top. Misjudged by Humphreys. And Harry Emmett will pick it up. He's got Zach Drew inside of him there if he wants to pick him out. And he does. Drew. Spurrier has made the advance run. Spurrier into penalty error. It's a good challenge coming in from Kyle Parker. He had to get it right. Otherwise, it's a penalty. Clear as day. But he won the ball well. But now Payne does well to pick it up against Beardsall. Bamford. Payne takes a strike with his left foot. I mean, it's a curler. It's on target, but it's quite tame. We're right behind it. It's easily picked out by Gavin Jones. And he gets a counter-attack going quite quickly, actually. And Callum Priest tries to spray a cross-field pass for George Pear, who had made the run forward. Uh, it's poor, really, and now Fairford overplay it in midfield. Harry Emmett picks it up. Emmett delivers a first-time ball looking for Ben Brooks as uh, Gavin Jones picks it up, spills it, and then picks it up again. Fairford a bit nervy. Yeah. Fairford are there for the taking in a minute. If Sinderford was to go and score a third, I don't really see Fairford coming back. But, you know, that's a dangerous mindset to have if you're Sinderford Town because Fairford could... Yeah, they've got the ability to, to nick a goal and nick that equaliser at any given moment. James tries to play a ball down the left flank, looking for Beardsall again, but uh, Beardsall has been penalised. Oh, sure. Not sure that was a foul for me, but either way, it was just going to be a Sinderford ball anyway by throw, but referee's given it. Are we a minute closer to seeing Jamie Reid come onto this pitch? Possibly. Quite possibly. Well, you look at what else they got on the bench. They've got uh, Archie Brennan, Biagi Mazzotta, um, and you know, Jack Highcock. So, other than Jamie Reid, that is. So, it's a lot of midfielders, a lot of midfield options. Never seen Jamie Reid play? Never seen Jamie Reid play? No, never. Really? Never. You're in for a treat, mate, if he does come on. There is talk, rumours. I said to you on the way here, there's rumours. Potentially Jody Bevan on the bench in the, the, the game on Saturday. One thing I would say, I've never seen Jamie Reid play. I think Ian Herring, but with a bit less ability. <laughs> and a bit younger, of course. <laughs> well, it's about, about the same age, up. to be fair. Reid and, uh, and Herring, roughly the same age. Looks like Ian Herring is going to make, make way for uh, Biagma Zotta. 
Christian Turner-Williams being told to slot into the central defensive midfield role. Um, uh, good to see Bialge Mazzotta, really. You know, I think with Bialge Mazzotta, when he first came through to the Fairford first team, he was on a good little run and he broke his ankle, you remember. And he missed a lot of football when obviously when he's come back, it's during the pandemic and last season didn't really get a rub of the green. Played with the reserves a few times, um, but he was always going to come back into the first team fold. He's kind of played it technically very, very good. And he was having a good spell before he did break his ankle. So delighted to see him back. Good player to have on your side. Yeah. Very good squad player to have, a uh, good option. He's deceptive because you look at him, we, you know, we're looking at him here, he's kind of like Zach Drew in, in stature. He's a very, very short man, but he's very quick on the ball and very quick with his feet. And when in a situation like this, to be able to move the ball quickly, he's got that ability in abundance. So he is a very handy player in this Fairford Town side. Hitchman under a bit of pressure from Pear, knocks it out of play. Everyone a bit static ahead of him, wasn't it? Yeah. Just no options for Hitchman to, to play that out. We're approaching the final quarter of an hour. Yeah, All very, uh, yeah, very finely poised this one as Pear backing into Hitchman does well here. George Pear to keep control of the ball tries to cross it. It was deflected. Mazzotta was sniffing around for it. Here he is on the ball now, but he's played it straight to the path of Ben Brooks. Now it's with Zach Drew. Mazzotta goes in with a challenge. Zach Drew flies past him. Good play this by Ben Brooks. Now Spurrier slots it in for Harry Emmett. Emmett pushed over by Humphreys referee not interested at all Jake Humphreys has absolutely bodied Harry Emmett off the ball he's two handed pushed him mate no real attempt for the ball and the referee has absolutely no interest in giving a free kick or a, or a potential penalty for that one as Emmett goes in and <laughs> as you can probably hear from the Cinderford fans around me not happy with it at all I think Fairford got away with one there. For sure. yeah, absolutely. I think Jody, Jody Bevan knows to my left-hand side, giving us a little smile up here. He, he knows. He knows they got away with one. If that was Bevan getting bundled over, he'd be crying for a penalty, wouldn't he? Substitution. Ben Lodge coming off, by the looks of it. So it's going to be Highcock coming on. <laughs> Stephen Cleo bantering with the referee there asking if he can uh, make a sub and uh, asking the referee if he can come off <laughs> oh we love pre-season don't we I'll we love pre-season I, I mean I tell you who's taking this very seriously and not smile at all Will Morford <laughs> uh, he's just looked at the linesman I swear to God I've, I've just seen him look at the linesman face to face and he's just looking at him hand like finger over his pier- purse lips just shaking his head like a math teacher just shaking his head like, you haven't done your homework again shaking his head does not look happy at all but Liam Smith looks like he's going to come on for Centre for Town former Slimbridge man <laughs> we do, we do, we do, love, uh, do love a bit of pre-season yeah, definitely there's uh, no pressure yeah. good run this by Zach Drew looking to beat Humphreys Ooh. and just runs it out of play it's going to be Spurrier or Freeman you would imagine Freeman the man that's coming off yeah good showing by Freeman well he's, he's, he played what 65-70 minutes against Cheltenham on, on Saturday lasted another 
you know, 75 again today, 70 minutes nearly. So, yeah, good effort from Jack Freeman. Good two back-to-back pre-season appearances for him. And he'll dust himself off Saturday, whether he's playing in the final or not. Um, we'll find out at the end of the game. Uh, full-time at Evesham United, by the way. Cheltenham Town have run out 3-0 winners in that one. As Daryl Long gives us the thumbs up, he's out of here. You've seen enough. <laughs> See, seen enough. Going to beat the traffic. Beat the traffic out of Cinderford. <laughs> Has cleared long by Fairford and it might be picked up here by Pear. Got a bit of work to do in the corner. Contested down that left-hand side and Cinderford have conceded a throw. going to be Parker over it I believe here is Mazotta up against Liam Smith who's literally How just come onto the field his feet ridiculous Turner Williams Bailey looked like for a moment that he was going to look up and try and tee himself up there he tried to knock one inside to pair and Molyneux did well to put his foot in and win the loose ball but the uh, pass out to the left hand side looking for Zach Drew slightly behind Drew again just wasn't behind it? him yeah just behind him and Fairford routine play with throw on far side. Humphreys looking down the line. Low header by Meredith. Bailey tries to keep it in. Can't quite control it though. It's a weird formation that Sinford look like they're rocking there at points. It looks like when they don't have possession, they're almost dropping into a back five. Bamford came all the way back there and was playing sort of right wing back. But he's gone back up front, up front with uh, Brooks and, and Drew. And Emmett's dropped. Loose. Very loose from Harry Emmett. Probably one of the worst passes I've ever seen him play. Now cutting back is Parker. Looking to go down the line for Pear. Pear might actually get in behind Molyneux here. It's done well to recover there. Has Dion Molyneux. So it looked like that Pear had got the beating of him. And the t- two of them just, just going at it a little bit. A little, little bit of afters in that one. Sin for Bench not, not at all happy with that. Molyneux and Pear still going at it, by the way. I think uh, Pear, Pear trying to say that um, that Dion, is, uh, Dion Molyneux has put a little bit of a kick out in there, um, the claims. You know, That's how much your seven sports shield means to people, mate. <laughs> Ten minutes to go in this one. Place in the final at stake. Currently Cinderford Towns. The uh, referee, by the way, is going over to the linesman on the far side. Is the linesman going to be able to see from that far? Well, I mean, it, it, I, I certainly did see a little bit of a, you know, a, a, a movement there with, with the leg in a, in a kicking motion. So, I mean... Well, if it's a red card, is it a penalty? Yeah. So, I mean, if I can see that from here, then the linesman who's pretty much the same distance away... Well, obviously, the ball's out of play. Is it, is it going to be a penalty here or what? So referee Hayden Lavender has finished his uh, board meeting on the far side. And I think he's just going to have a chat with Molyneux and with Pear as well. Sensible thing. We could have a chat with both of them. Say, look, one more when you're in the book. Let them know. Get the captains over as well to make it serious. And then we go. We go on with the game. Or you could go completely left field and just give a red card for both players. Oh, both reds, imagine. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing given. No cards dished out or anything like that. 
The next one's going to be interesting, isn't it? The yes. next foul. The next one between them. Yeah, definitely. As uh, we'll be pair matching up with Molyneux from the throw-in, but it's taken short. Now with Mazotta. Inside to Turner-Williams. Pair Molyneux going at it again. Pair wins it this time. Parker delivers. Back post. Header is up there by the substitute. It's Highcock who is getting up there. Free header. And he's knocked it straight into the path of, of Kieran Hodges. It's quite it's a tame header, really. Should be doing much better from that position. Harry Clark's about to come on for Cinder Town. The Cinder Town under-18s player of the season, of course, for last season. And a player, player, I'm about, would... a player I'm about to feature in one of my new series on uh, the website to look forward to next week. A little, uh, little eye-opener for everyone there. player who I would describe as a baller. Yeah, very good player. Huh? Go very, very good player. Yeah, absolutely. It's coming our way. Get a second ball! Yeah. Kept in by Beardsville. Now it's with Robbie James. James goes long. Cleared away by Hitchman. Emmett might be in here one-on-one. Emmett against Jones, but it just never fell for him in the penalty area. It was a high looping ball from Hitchman. Hit and hope clearance more than anything. As it goes long, and now Dan Bailey might be in behind here. Up against Hodges. Bailey pushes Hitchman a little bit. Hitchman does a little one of those sort of comedy runs as he's trying to stop himself falling over. I'm trying to think who Harry really Clark's going to come on for here. Centre midfielder, so naturally you'd say potentially Spurrier would be the one to go off, but is Stephen Clare going to sacrifice one of the forward players like Emmett or Ben Brooks maybe um, and just try and shut up shop a little bit? Possibly. Seven and a half minutes to go. Of course. Could see it. Smith plays inside to Bamford. Now, lovely give and go by Bamford with Emmett. Emmett yeah. slips into Bamford. Great move this. Great save by Jones. Yeah. It's going to fall to Drew. Back post, Zach Drew does it again. And that is pretty much game set and match. But it was a delightful move. Bamford started it, played it into Emmett. Emmett with a lovely pass through the line. Bamford was there again. It was a great save by Gavin Jones. Got his feet to it. But Zach Drew was just the man who was alive to the danger. Picking it up at the back post. Open goal. And he looks like... Cinderford are going through to the Seven Sports Shield final. It also looks like Ollie Long's about to come on. Great goal. Whether, you know, I was saying just before that, you know, what uh, Stephen Cleal might do with Harry Clark and how he's going to do it, I think more likely now Bamford could go through the middle. Brooks come off, I would, I would think. A bit more stability in the midfield. And uh, Ollie Long, I would imagine, would come off for Dion Molyneux after the incident there with George Peer. But uh, saying that, looks like Tommy Coleman's getting ready as well. So a couple of changes to, to take place here for Cinderford. Yeah, just over five minutes left in this one. Cinderford Town three, Fairford Town one in the first semi-final of the Seven Sports Shield. Of course, finals day is here at the Causeway on Saturday. That's a ball. Go on, Zach. Gates open, I believe, around 11 o'clock-ish, half 11. Five-pound entry for adults. Smart turn this by Zach Drew. He's on a hat-trick, remember, Zach Drew. Goes back to Liam Smith. Now it's with Drew again. Priest goes in with the challenge. 
as the uh, two of them getting sort of tangled up with each other. Liam Wright is going to come on as well for Cinefit, so they're making their final four subs. So it looks like so Kane, Molyneux, Emmett, and Brooks coming off. Harry Clark, Ollie Long, Tommy Coleman, and Liam Wright all on. So you, you imagine Odd Long's going to slot in the centre half. It looks like Coleman's going to go in at right back. Harry Clark, as I said, is going to go through the, the midfield with uh, Lewis Bamford going through the middle. Um, Liam Wright, you'd imagine, come on to his right hand side, Kelsey, um, and just provide that, that option for Cinderford going on the right hand side. But Coleman's about to come onto the pitch, and he'll be the one who uh, played right back. He finished right back on Saturday against Cheltenham Town. Um, so yeah, him and Ollie Long will be in the, in the defensive uh, unit there for Cinderford Town. Tommy Coleman was uh, delayed getting on the field, taking his earrings out, apparently. I think. The game's gone. Game's gone, mate. It's finished. <laughs> <laughs> so a challenge comes flying in, far side by Highcock. Long since the days of Roberto Baggio with a tape over his uh, <laughs> earrings in his ear. <laughs> Bailey goes cross field, header by Coleman, picked up by Smith. Now back with Ollie Long. Knocks it inside for Liam Smith again. Spurrier picks it up, goes back to his former Long Levens teammate, Ollie Long. And we are three minutes away from. The final whistle. Zach Drew looking for his third goal of the game. Tries to play the ball forward for Lewis Bamford, but it's cut out easily by Humphreys. Ryan will start thinking about his MS roofing man of the match. <laughs> I'll be honest, I haven't stopped season. thinking about it. He's playing on his mind. thinking about it. He'll have sleepless nights if he gets it wrong. So a challenge comes in by Humphreys on Liam Wright. Firm challenge, but uh, the referee. Gives a free kick. So Christian Turner-Williams just down with a bit of cramp. Could we be about to see Jamie Reid? The answer is no. <sighs> Archie Brennan's going to come on. Jody Bevan saying to Christian Turner-Williams, that'll do. In his best Shrek voice. Tony Williams, of course, who, you know, way back when, got the goal scoring underway for Fairford Town, putting them in front. Uh, Archie Brennan, good player. Mm. Just hasn't worked for him at a sort of Southern League level and Fairford have provided him a, a place to play and express himself. And after seeing the season cut short last season, could be a big player for Fairford this year. Here's Smith now into Bamford. He's got a willing runner Whoa. down the right side. Tommy Coleman picks it up. Can he put the cross in? He does. It's with Liam Wright. Back to goal. Can Liam Wright turn? It's a good save by Jones. Right at the near post. He nearly spilled it underneath him as well, Gavin Jones. The uh, pace at which Liam Wright struck that shot right in front of him. Sort of took him by surprise more than anything. I don't think he expected him to get that shot away. But it's a good save by Jones. And he did well to pick it up at the second attempt. 
Sinderford certainly not resting on their 3-1 lead. They're uh, looking to make a bit of a statement. Well, with the players they've got in their, their disposal, uh, Sinderford, you'd expect them to play this way. Expansive, trying to you know, score as many goals as possible and play attacking football. Spurrier pushed over by Mazotta, just in front of us. Mazotta taking an exce- exception to that one. Bamford will take the free kick quickly, goes to Spurrier. And he'll go all the way back to Hitchman. I'm telling you, mate, it's a Hitch- the Hitchman effect. <laughs> it's the Hitchman effect. Came on with Sinderford 1-0 down. He's come on and now they're 3-1 up. Haven't conceded a goal since he's been on the pitch. Ballon d'Or, mate. Get him. I hope he's on a clean sheet bonus. I hope Stuart Tate and Stephen Clear will sign him up to a clean <laughs> sheet bonus because he can claim it. It's Ollie Long tracking back now and Hitchman comes across. It's the, uh, smashes it out of the ground. <laughs> it's the Matt Sosom school of uh, contracts, mate. Clean sheet while I'm on the pitch. Sign me up. <laughs> Ten seconds left of normal time. Any stoppages to well, be he added? Any in the first half, did he? Usually you get one at the end. Depends if Hayden Lavender's in a rush to get home. <laughs> Here's Beardsall down the left side, trying to play it into Bailey. Mazotta goes to pick up the loose ball. Bamford can't quite keep it in. Robbie James hurls the throw in long down the line. Beardsall flicks it on to no one. And Ollie Long picks it up. Smith back to Hodges. Referee and the linesman take a look at their watches in sync. As Hodges will just quite comfortably knock this one around the defence. Him and Ollie Long playing the game between themselves at the moment. Let's, let's Hitchman join in for a touch. Receives it back. Another look at the watch by Hayden Lavender. Now Meredith on the far side. Good spell of possession this for Sinderford just Probably to kill the, the game Sinderford off. Probably the best have looked on the ball all night. <laughs> just killing the game off at the end. And as I say, that hole just kicks it straight to a fair player. <laughs> but Hitchman again gets in there with a the challenge. Take a man of the match. Can you Hitchman man of the match? <laughs> man, man of the match of our hearts. Well cut out by he's the people's man of the match. <laughs> Tommy Coleman cuts the ball out well, tries to play it to Lewis Bamford, but the sliding challenge of Parker in front of us just puts off Lewis Bamford. And it goes out of play. That one has hit Jack Beardsall in the face more than anything as he's tried to control it. Much to the amusement of his manager, Jody Bevan. <laughs> That's what you like, you know. Your, ma- your manager supporting you when the ball hits you in the face. Sound of the ball laughing hitting at you. his face, and then a, a kind of groan from Beardsall of, as he just fell to the floor. <laughs> Followed by the wry chuckle of, of Jody Bevan. <laughs> we played we play, two minutes. Yeah, we have. We played two minutes of added time. Liam Smith knocking it between him and Lewis Spurrier in midfield. Neat little feat that by Lewis Spurrier. Still looking to advance the play even at this late stage of the game. And it will just go back to Meredith. And I think Sinderford will quite happily just sit on this one. I think if the referee had any sense, he'd probably just blow up now. Hodges plays a diagonal to Hodges. And Bamford loses out. And now the ball is with Highcock. Highcock has got Mazotta for company as well. Highcock still going with it. Finds Beardsall. I wonder what's coming here. Oh, he cuts inside. Who knew? And he loses possession. Who knew? 
Sindifer can break away. Spurrier driving over the halfway line. Now looks for Zach Drew. Zach Drew, can he get a hat-trick to cap off this performance? Drew strikes from the edge of the box. And it's over the top of the goal. And that will be the last action of this game. Sindiford went behind early doors here against Fairford this evening through, uh, through a seventh-minute goal. And then Sindiford got themselves back into the game just before the, uh, the stroke of half-time. And then Sindiford really looked to press it home in the second half. And on the balance, they were much the better team over the course of the 90 minutes. Ryan, sum that game up for us, Ryan, as Sindiford make it through to the final of the Seven Sports Shield 2021 and give us your MS Roofing Man of the Match for this evening. I think you're right when you say I think Sindiford probably on the balance of 90 minutes deserved it. We said at half-time, in particular myself, we said at half-time that they weren't particularly very good on the ball, quite wasteful on the ball, um, you know, lacking intensity generally as a team. And they sorted out in the second half. And you've got to say, the second 45 is chalk and cheese to what we saw in that first half from Cinderford Town. They upped the tempo, they moved the ball better, they got in the faces of Fairford a bit better, and ultimately deserved their, their luck that came their way and the, the goals that they ended up scoring with well-taken finishes. In terms of outstanding players, you know, Zach Drew's come off the bench and he scored two. He's, you know, the man who, you know, has got the goals and, and done the business in the end. Can you give a man of the match based on 45 minutes? I, I probably wouldn't. I think that whilst he had a major impact on the game, it was the players who started just changed their mentality and up their, their, their tempo and their mentality in that second half and the intensity. Um, for me, I've narrowed it down to one of uh, three as uh, man of the matches today. It's going to have to be a Sinford player, I think, over the course of 90 minutes. And the three is probably Lewis Spurrier. I think that just to drop back into the midfield the way he did and control it and still be positive and try and move the ball forward, he, he did exceptionally well. Harry Emmett as well would be one of the shortlist too. Um, but I'm actually going to give my man to Ben Brooks. And it may be a bit of an eye sort of wideners of sort of what? The striker that's not scored a goal. But his intensity in that second 45, for me, showed everything that was good about Sinderford's play. Showed everything positive that they were looking to do. And ultimately he got the assist for the second goal. And I just think I like the way he went about his business today, Ben Brooks. Really, really stood out for me. Um, I don't know about you, Kelsey, or, or who, sort of who was on your mind. But those were the three, Drew, Emmett, and, and probably Ben Brooks. Yeah, and of course, I, I think I've got to give credit to Hitchman as well. Yeah, um, I probably wouldn't give it to Ben Brooks, mate, to be, <laughs> to be frank with you. I would probably give it to either, either Lewis Spurrier or, or Harry Emmett. Um, just for the the way that they went about their play. I mean, Spurrier, even at the end there, you know, always looking to drive his team forward, break down the, uh, break down the passing lines. And Emmett, of course, you know... You well, know, if you had to pick one, who would you pick? If we'll, I had to, we'll if, share it. If, if, I had to pick, if I had to pick one, I'd probably go with, with Spurrier over Emmett. Even though Emmett did score the goal that, that got Sinderford back in the game, I, I just think for overall contribution, I would give it to Lewis Spurrier. Uh, but 
very, very, very tightly behind him is Harry Emmett. What would you say about Fairford players? Any stand-up Fairford players for you? Stand-up players for Fairford. I um, think Christian Turner-Williams in, in the first yeah. half was very good. I don't think, yeah. think Fairford as a, a team in the second half did themselves justice compared to that first 45. No, I think in terms of the, the second 45, you'd struggle to pick out a Fairford player that really performed mm. as well as, you know, you you expect them to? Well, I say it's Jake Humphreys is going home today. Very very unfortunate. Yeah, to be the the man that your keeper clatters into and spills the ball for the equaliser, yeah. and then the ball back uh, for the second goal just happens to be half a centimetre behind you and you can't yeah. reach it. Yeah, you know, very unfortunate on another day. You know, it doesn't come loose after a keeper hits you, and you also get something on the ball and it stops Zach Drew scoring a second. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit I think, of a day for and I, I think Gavin Jones can count himself quite unlucky yeah. as well. I mean, for you know, for the first goal that uh, the Sinderford scored, of course, where Humphreys clattered into him, and then even for the um, even for, for the third for, for, for the third goal, yeah, you know, he's made a very good save there uh, against Lewis Bamford. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and, he, and he's made a couple of very good saves in that in that game as well. To be fair, I mean, you could even put him as a candidate for one of the standout players yeah. for, for Fairford. Um, I think. Now that I've thought about it and said that, I think it probably would be, probably would be Gavin Jones for me. Probably closely followed by by, Ian, by maybe Ian Herring and uh, Turner Williams as well yeah. in the midfield, split between them. But that is that from the Causeway uh, for this evening in the Seven Sports Shield semi-final one of this season. Cinderford Town have run out winners, and they will be in the final on Saturday, 17th of July, here at the Causeway. A reminder, of course, that if you are coming down to the Causeway at any point this week, either tomorrow or on Saturday, they please bring uh, an item of food for the Forest Food Bank as well. Donations are greatly appreciated by them. Um, donation boxes are in the bar and in the uh, main entrance as you come in as well. So if you can bring anything, uh, please check the 7 Sport social media as well, at 7 Sport on Twitter to see a list of items that are in dire need um, from the Forest Food Bank. So thanks everyone for joining. Ryan will be taking us through on the main commentary for for tomorrow. We'll be back here live from about 7.35, 7.40 for Newman Town versus Tuffley Rovers. But here from the Causeway this evening in the first semi-final of the Seven Sports Shield, it has finished Cinderford Town 3, Fairford Town 1. For the best sports coverage in the West, visit 7sport.co.uk.